Time for the Rural News with uh, Monique Steele. Uh, kia ora, Monique. Good morning and hey, good. How are hey you? Hey there. Good, thank you. Hey, uh, so at COP28, dairy companies are on the agenda there and some of them have committed to reporting and reducing their methane emissions. Yes, they have, but our biggest dairy company, Fonterra, is notably absent from the agreement signed at the UN Climate Summit this week. Big names in the industry like Bell Group, Danone, Lactalis USA and Nestle have committed to publicly disclosing their dairy-related methane emissions and drawing up detailed plans of action to reduce them. The commitments in partnership with Global Non-Profit Environmental Defence Fund, or EDF, Fonterra's Director of sustainability. Charlotte Rutherford says they've talked with the EDF but the timing wasn't quite right for the dairy co-op. She says it could cause confusion as Fonterra recently released its on-farm emissions targets and it's working with farmers to help them understand them. Dairy Farmers of America and Danish dairy giant Arla also didn't sign the agreement. Okay and deer velvet exporters are hoping they'll still have some market access next year. What's put that in doubt? Yes, well recently China announced it would stop accepting frozen deer velvet imports for its traditional Chinese medicine market and from May next year all velvet coming in for this market must be dried. New Zealand deer velvet exports were worth around $93 million last year, headed mainly to South Korea and China. PGG Wrightson holds a quarter of that market share. Its national deer and velvet manager Tony Cochran is hopeful there can be a classification which will enable frozen product to be used outside of those medicinal uses. Our real potential opportunity for New Zealand deer velvet, frozen deer velvet, is to get a classification as an agricultural product, which would then allow the purchasers in China to convert that frozen velvet into a healthy food product or similar, which would give us a lot more brand recognition and um, I guess get us somewhere towards where we are with, with South Korea. Um, if we can replicate the success in South Korea, which is around healthy foods and now healthy functional foods, that actually gives you some claim to the origin of the velvet and allows some value to be added. The Ministry for Primary Industries says there's ongoing constructive engagement with China, with its delegates there now negotiating possible market changes and opportunities for our industry. Tony Cochran says the rule changes aren't necessarily a bad thing. The industry just needs some certainty for next season. Okay, and raising dairy calves for beef is going well for Palmu. I'm not sure what Palmu is. Well, Palmu is the state-owned farming company with a range of different businesses across the country, and it's aiming to rear all dairy calves by 2030. That means male bobby calves will be used for beef rather than being sent to the works. It's not uncommon for dairy farms to raise some of its calves, but Palmu believes more can be done. Chief Executive Mark Leslie says they're now raising half their calves on farm. He says they're looking forward to sharing their lessons with farmers and industry leaders at an event on one of its dairy farms near Topo today. It is around that the understanding those economics right the way through the process and 
getting the right economics in terms of um, so the calf rearers are incentivized to do it, right through to then the, the costs of rearing them out on a livestock farm. So there's definitely some learnings in there. Definitely around the, getting the right genetics in there. So getting the right genetics that support from a dairy farmer's perspective, they're still wanting the right dairy genetics in there and they want short gestation and easy calving, but actually then getting the right beef genetics that then grow out an animal really well. And then right through to when you're rearing those animals on a livestock farm in terms of how you feed and look after them in the first summer and right through with the aim of getting them off farm before that second winter. Mark Leslie says the next goal is raising 75% of all dairy calves by the end of the 2026 season. Thank you very much for that, Monique.